Welcome back, everybody. Yes, we are back from a week-long break. We missed you guys, too. It's okay. Uh, we know you guys were listening. We appreciate that. Uh, but we did take a break because of Thanksgiving. We didn't want to record during then. Family's over. And with the Thorsons, it's like a million people at their house. Jesse can attest <laughs> to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so we, we didn't want to take a short break. Uh, but we are back, and we're going to talk about being thankful. Uh, definitely because of the time of season that we're doing that. Uh, before we go into that, how was your Thanksgiving, Jesse? Uh, man, it was great. We got to, uh, I got to visit my uh, cousin's uh, or her first house with her husband, and I got to see their new baby. Uh, I had not met him yet, Sawyer, so uh, that was awesome. I think that was it like second cousins or whatever. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it was really awesome. A lot of people, a lot of family. <laughs> yeah, a lot of food, a lot of food. <laughs> so oh, man, yeah. I think I, I think I, uh, yeah, overdid it, but I think everyone did. So I don't feel too bad. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> How was yours? Uh, wasn't too bad. I mean, we didn't have nearly as many people over as we usually do, uh, mm-hmm. which I'm not complaining about that. yeah sometimes uh, less people is better (laughs) it was definitely different especially with my grandpa gone this year uh yeah there was definitely something missing but i mean all in all it was um it was pretty good we didn't really do the normal thanksgiving dinner my mom put out like a giant charcuterie board whatever the heck that means and yeah um, and then she made a turkey that i hadn't done of because i'm not i'm not the biggest fan of turkey to be honest but um (laughs) But the apple cider was on point. It was amazing. Oh, that sounds oh. good. Yeah. Bless why the Lord. We, uh, <laughs> why don't we move right into what we're going to be talking about this week then? Uh, sounds good. I definitely have a lot of scripture this week. Um, most of it I didn't put down in my notes just because I can do a quick word search on my eSword app. Shameless plug. Um, I, I do want to get started off right though. Um, and I, or I'm looking at my notes, I'm trying to figure out how to do it. (laughs) Uh, you know, let's, let's just start off by reading the first set of scriptures I have. First Chronicles chapter 16, uh, verses four through seven. Uh, that's first Chronicles 16, four, okay, here we go. Um, oh gosh, too many words. Let me turn off my KJV plus. Here we go. (laughs) And he appointed to certain of the Levites to minister before the ark of the Lord and to record and to thank and praise the Lord God of Israel. And then it goes into who uh, is doing this, Asaph the chief, and next to him, Zechariah, Jeel, and Shimaramoth, and Jehiel. I'm not going to pronounce these right. I can almost guarantee it. And (laughs) Matithia, and Eliab, and Benaiah, and Odia, and Jeel with psalteries (laughs) and with harps, but Asaph made a sound with cymbals. Benaiah also and Jezeel, the priests with trumpets, continually before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. Then on that day, David delivered the first delivered, sorry, delivered first this psalm to thank the Lord into the hand of Asaph and his brethren. Uh, so before I continue reading there, a little bit of context. They just brought back the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord uh, after the first attempt went horribly wrong. Uh, yeah. So the first attempt, as you probably know, um, they went to this dude's house. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, 
um, but they put it on a cart that was being pulled by oxen. Mm-hmm. And the whole family was traveling with them. They wanted to make sure the ark got there safely. And it was full of good intentions. They wanted to put the ark back where it belonged. They wanted to make sure it got there correctly or safely, not correctly, uh, as we'll find out in a second here. Um, but one of his sons, not David's, the man who was holding the ark at his house, one of his sons uh, decided to reach out and touch the ark when it got unstable. And he was going to catch it because it looked like it was going to fall. But yeah. that wasn't meant for him to do. He wasn't uh, he wasn't a priest. And I, from what I understand, the priests weren't even to touch the Ark. They would get um, wooden staves and put yeah. them through these gold rings to carry the mm-hmm. Ark. They wouldn't touch it. And so he died instantly. He was struck down by God. Boom. Yeah. Dead. And um, I know this doesn't seem very thankful right now because not many people think God to be dead. Um, well, <laughs> unless they're going to heaven, they're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but in this case, it wasn't something that he was trying to do. Um, and so he reached out and touched it and died. So mm-hmm. they took it back. And then right after that, David hears that the Philistines are coming in the valley. So he goes up to meet them. But before he does, he prays, asks God, do I go and take them or do I not? And he says, go ahead and take him. So he takes him. And then he comes back. Philistines are. And so he goes and he asks God again, do I overtake them or do I not? And he said, no, don't do it. Go over next to the mulberry trees and wait there until I have, uh, until my spirit passes through and shows you that I'm leading the way. And that's, that's, uh, Lucas's paraphrased translation. <laughs> uh, but, um, so he goes, he waits, he hears the spirit of the Lord, and you can see it because it's just this, it's not, it's not just any wind from what I'm going to believe myself, because I mean, you can see wind blowing through trees like no one's business. I mean, it's really easy to spot. I, yeah. I have a feeling it was something very special that he did to make them know, okay, yeah, we're going to go take the Philistines now. So they do that. Mm-hmm. They kill them. And then David, uh, let me go back to the previous chapter here. So David the other What's at the beginning? Sorry, I'm trying to find this again. Okay. So beginning of chapter 15 of First Chronicles. And David made him houses in the city of David, and prepared a place for the ark of God, and pitched it for a tent. Then David said, None ought to carry the ark but the Levites. So that was the first mistake they made last time. It's the first mistake they're remedying this time. Yeah. Uh, yep. For them hath the Lord chosen to carry the ark of God and to minister unto him forever. <clears throat> and so it yep. goes into uh, who he's choosing for the chief priests, who he's making uh, carry the ark, who he's having praise them. Uh, and then you go down to verse 13. For because ye did it not at the first, the Lord our God made a breach upon us for that we sought him not after the due order. So mm-hmm. that oh gosh, I'm not gonna go into a rant. But anyways, they they sought him, but they weren't seeking him correctly. They were seeking him for the wrong reasons, for, in the wrong ways, <clears throat> however you want to put that. Um, oh yep, and then verse 15: the children of the Levites bear the ark of God upon their shoulders with the staves thereon, <clears throat> as Moses commanded according to the word of the Lord. And so it goes into all 
that who's carrying the ark again. Um, and it came to pass when God helped the Levites that bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord that they offered seven bullocks and seven rams. Those were offerings to give thanks uh, for <clears throat> letting them have that. And I, I do want to point out that ark was extremely heavy and they had four people carrying it. <clears throat> and it was too heavy for four people to carry. It says... And it came to pass when God helped the Levites that bear the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, he was literally helping them carry the Ark of the Covenant of the <laughs> Lord. Because that it, it's too heavy. I forgot the exact weight, but it's too heavy for four people alone to carry. Um, mm. I mean, maybe some bodybuilders, but bodybuilders aren't Levites who are just normal priests and <laughs> don't work out that often. So <laughs> he literally was helping them carry it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Then down to verse 15, uh, sorry, down to verse 28. Thus all Israel brought up the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, and with the sound of the cornet, whatever that is, and with trumpets, and with cymbals, making a noise with psalteries and harps. And it came to pass, as the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord came to the city of David, that Michal, or Michael spelled weirdly, the daughter of Saul, looking out a window, saw King David dancing and playing, and she despised him in her heart. Mm -hmm. And I don't think this one specifies that David was naked dancing in the street because he was overjoyed. He, well, I don't, I can't quite remember if he was naked or if he was, uh, if he'd taken off his kingly garment and yeah. started dancing because he was in the presence of you know, the one true king. <clears throat> then goes into verse 16, or not verse, chapter 16, where we read that he was having them thank God and praise the Lord God of Israel and that they mm -hmm. could do it forever. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. And he just continues in verse 8, give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, make known the deeds among the people, and then sing unto him, sing psalms unto him. I'm, I'm not going to get into reading this because I've already been talking for a, a minute here. <laughs> Um, <laughs> You're fine. but You're they brought in the presence of God and once yep. they had done it correctly they made sure that they thanked God for everything that he had done mm -hmm. and it makes sense because first of all thank you for not killing us this time <laughs> because we did it right second yeah. of all thank you for letting us have victory over the, the Philistines thirdly thank you yeah. for letting your presence be brought back into our city so they, they were thanking him continually. And some people may think, okay, well, why why are they thanking him for this when he they, when he killed someone who touched the Ark, who just wanted to help out? Well, the issue with that is he wanted to help out, but everyone there knew the law. Everyone there knew exactly how things were going to be done and needed to be done, and everyone knew the consequences. So when he reached out, he was already warned that all Jews know or at least all Jews in this time knew I don't know if all Jews now know all their laws mm -hmm. but he knew exactly what would happen if he reached out and touched that ark so mm -hmm. that was that was an act of disobedience whether he liked it or not now yeah. when when they finally get the ark back though they're praising God and they're thanking God because of everything that he's done when you look at it he's taken them a long way since Abraham he, they've <laughs> gone through a boatload of stuff and all of their prosperity was because of him and because of how he handled things 
and the only drawbacks they had were because of themselves. So yeah. they they had a lot to be thankful for in this moment, especially after two battles won, the Ark of the Covenant back in the city of Jerusalem, or sorry, city of David. And that's uh, I'm just gonna stop there because I'm I'm running out of words to say for this specific instance. Um, but they were thankful for God yeah. allowing him or for God allowing them to come back into their city. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah. So, uh, Pablo or uh, Lucas here has, I think, a bit more scriptures <laughs> than I have down. Um, when he told me thankful, uh, our topics about thankfulness, I just, uh, just started putting down things that we should be thankful for. And that first one that I put down is obviously God. And that's what you're kind of, uh, getting into right there that uh the ark of the covenant right there is uh significant of the presence of the lord oh yeah and the oxen um pulling that ark is was not the proper procedure of bringing in the presence of the lord Uh, it's supposed to be the priest the levites who god had specifically set aside to be his ministers who are supposed to be doing that and so um i I think it was Uza. I want to say I, I I could be mistaken. Don't quote me on that. But I think that's the <clears throat> excuse me. My my voice here is going, but uh, I believe he is the guy who uh, kind of reached forward to stop the uh, ark from tipping over or whatever was happening there with the oxen. Um, and then they took it into the house of Obed Edom, and his house was blessed because yeah. of it. Yeah. And I think that shows um, Obed Edom had the proper respect i think he had the proper um how do you say this the proper uh well fear of god yeah revere and uh, yeah revere respect and honor of god and god blessed him and his house and uh, my dad's preached a message on this actually it's one of my favorite messages <clears throat> that he's uh preached at our church and it's just about obed edom and you see all these scriptures um, throughout the Chronicles. Um, and I think it's just through basically the Chronicles. You see this name, and we're not sure if it's the same, Obed-Edom. But we see him throughout um, First... Is it First Chronicles there? Yeah, First Chronicles. And, and he's just like, oh, it seems like he's popping up ever since that first mention when they're uh, bringing that Ark of the Covenant. It's like he followed that Ark of the Covenant back into the temple or the um i guess it's the tabernacle or sort of a tower i i can't remember I right think now they call it a tabernacle but it was a, it was a tent and yeah if you ever have a chance look out the layout of the tent and the, or the tabernacle however they set it up because it yeah. went a few different places but look at mm-hmm. the layout of that it is awesome and then the meaning of everything but sorry yeah the holy and the holy of holies yeah very significant right there um and yeah so you see and it seems uh from the scripture that he follows that ark of the covenant back into uh the tabernacle and he's like a doorkeeper and one of them says uh there's this guy named obed eden who played the instrument uh, there's this guy named obed eden who's the storekeeper there's this guy named obed eden who's just it seems, and, and if it's the same Obed-Edom that, you know, had this Ark of the Covenant into his house, it seems like once he realized, wow, uh, this, uh, if you have the proper respect, the proper 
uh, reverence for God. You know, he just blesses you. And I think he realized that and he just wanted to praise and worship God. And it seems like he just couldn't get enough. He just, and it reminds me of that scripture, um, rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than, you know, thousands elsewhere, a thousand days elsewhere. Um, and I think Obed Eden had that realization, you know, because I, I, I have this sneaky suspicion that this is the same Obed Edom that it's kind of talking oh, yeah. about. So, and I think that's so cool. So that was kind of a uh, little <laughs> uh, runoff of what you were, of what you were saying, but yeah, the, um, I've been thinking this season, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up of things that we should be thankful for. And I made a list of six things. And that first thing is God. And obviously, you know, God has done so much for us. You know, he, he gave us the opportunity to live. You know, he put that breath of life in us. He created us from the from the start. He knew us before, you know, we were even, you know, conceived. Um, and, you know, he died for us to make, uh, to give us a way out from our sinful nature. So, you know, we don't have to be stuck with our, <clears throat> our flesh that is just wanting to destroy us because, I mean, that's literally our worst enemy is ourselves. You know, no one else is going to hurt you. Like you're going to hurt yourself. You're going to try to sabotage yourself. And, you know, some people are just, uh, don't realize that some people, I guess, have to learn the hard way. Um, you know, I've heard, I've had to learn the hard way and, and uh, in some situations, definitely, and, you know, can be pretty hard headed. I'm like, no, I'm going to do my own thing. But, uh, no, God, uh, knowing that, knowing that, you know, we're still going to mess up even after, you know, quote unquote, being saved, you know, getting baptized, you know, repenting, getting baptized, receiving the Holy Ghost. We're, we still mess up <laughs> just be, just because we have the Holy Ghost living in us and we're not perfect by any by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, yeah. So God uh, died for our sins right there. Um, <clears throat> he died also for the opportunity. I've gone into this a little bit in the past podcast. Uh, he died uh for making us with the opportunity to sin. You know, he didn't have to make us that way. He could have made us to where we just serve God unconditionally or, you know, but he gave us free will because that's yep. what true love is. When you have that choice put before you, you say, well, I could do my own thing or I could actually follow what God's written in his word, you know, and that takes uh, having a revelation of who God is. That takes um getting into his word that takes going to church and hearing your pastor or whoever it is a minister preach the word of god and have that revealed to you and say wow god really is love and he loved me and he still does to this day and he's always wanting he's making so many opportunities in every single day for us to know him for us to be closer to him and so <laughs> just that one thing uh, right there, uh, God, we should be so thankful for him. We, and we should be thanking God every day just for the opportunity of knowing him, because that's, that's where we're going to have full satisfaction. No one else is going to satisfy us like Jesus will. We can look and that we've had another podcast on this too, you know, the, uh, I'm blinking out on the title, but I think it's the pleasures of life. I think that's what it is or something like that. Yeah. But, you know, there's so many distractions. There's so many things we can try to find to satisfy ourselves, but it's only very temporary. And there's a huge price to pay for each of those. And, you know, the sin oh, is, yeah. sin is not, it's not fun at all. When, when you're, uh, 
having to pay for it. So God, man, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm extremely thankful for God and what he's done for me. Um, and then I have some other things here, but I'll turn it back over to you because I know you have a lot of scriptures you want to go through still. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's definitely a definitely something to be thankful for is is God. I mean, without Him, there's literally nothing. I mean, you, mm-hmm. can, you can be like, oh, but the world's a messed up place, blah blah blah. Yeah, that's that's what happens when man is given free will. That's, yeah, that's, that's not. <laughs> You can blame God all he wants, but he's made a way for us to live and he's made a way for us to be saved. And if you don't want to follow that, that's not his fault. That's yeah. At that, that point, that's on you. Yeah. And there's even touch up on that. I completely forgot to look at my notes for uh, when talking about David. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into that, though, just because uh, <clears throat> I do want to make sure that we get everything uh, that we have covered today. Uh, yeah. So going on to Luke chapter 6, verse 32. I'm pulling that up right now because I was already looking at another verse trying to figure something out. Um, 632. This is the most awesome. Best to find the verse. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> you should have that uh, music done. 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 <laughs> I'll, probably, I'll probably add that in. Let's see if I can do that. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> if, I, if I can, I definitely will. Um, so it says, For if ye love them which love you, what thank have ye? For sinners also love them, th- or sorry, for sinners also love those that love them. And if ye do mm. good to them which do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also do even the same. And if ye lend to them of whom ye have hope to receive, what thank have ye for sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again mm-hmm. and that that word think i i was trying to wrap my head around what in the world it means because I, I was i'll be honest i was doing a word search i was just okay let's find words that have to do with thankfulness thank thanks thanksgiving kind of thing. yeah and yep. this one caught my attention because i don't i've never seen it used this way anywhere else other than in the bible um what think have ye it, it confused the living daylights out of me uh in my notes it literally says what the heck does that mean <laughs> and uh, <laughs> i was trying to figure it out very hard um and what i came in conclusion is what benefit is there or, and if you lend to them of whom you hope to receive what benefit yeah. what benefit do you have what benefit yeah. is there for you to do that and yeah when when you take a look at that it's very true to the mindset of how God wants us to outreach that this is being uh, exemplified because he did say mm-hmm. that by our love one toward the world will know who God is and that's yeah. paraphrased version of John chapter something <coughs> verse something rather um, it's towards the end of John that I know mm-hmm. uh, it's found but it, it goes on to explain what you should do uh, which is in starting in verse 35, but love ye your enemies and do good and lend hoping for nothing again and your reward shall be great and ye shall be the children of the highest for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Be therefore merciful as your father also is merciful. And mm. that that I think just is pretty self-explanatory is being like God. I mean, look at our yeah. daily lives. I, I know for a fact I've messed up countless times uh, with even simple things that I've been asked to do 
And what did God still do? He still went on the cross, died, was beaten, bled for me, so that way I could be forgiven for those things. Yeah. So why am I... And, and he made sure I've been provided for. He made sure that I didn't have to... Uh, well, actually, I have had to borrow from others, so I guess that's not true. But he made sure that when I did borrow from others, I was able to pay it back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he he's done this countless times for me. And who am I to go up to someone and be like, hey, uh, I'm going to do this for you, but only if you do this for me. Because mm-hmm. God yeah. will forgive my sins, whether or not I actually end up living for him or not. He's still mm-hmm. going to turn around and do it again. Just in the hope that he'll save his child. And yeah. that that I think I I'm definitely thankful for that. Um Oh yeah. And I did I want to read off more. Yes, I did. I have that in my notes. All right, so <laughs> going on to uh, verse 27. <laughs> Judge not, and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. Give, and it shall be given to you, given unto you good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over. Shall men give into your bosom? For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. And that right there, I think, is also very, uh, very self-explanatory. It's, it, and I think it's mentioned a few times in Scripture. Uh, but I think it's more of reaping and sowing. Those who uh, sow sparingly shall reap sparingly. Those who sow uh, bountifully shall reap bountifully or something like that. <clears throat> and... and that I think is something that we should all consider when, uh, when we have things and when, when we're able to give more, uh, the heart of giving, <laughs> um, yeah, back in our, our previous episode. I mean, yep. it's good to be blessed. I'm not knocking that. It's good to be blessed. It's good to have things. But when you're in the church, you have to also look at, okay, why is my brother struggling? oh, he's not making it to church because he doesn't have enough money for gas or he doesn't have a ride. <clears throat> well, I I am the ride. I can be the ride or I can be the gas money. Why don't I mm-hmm. do that for him? That's, that's yeah. a perfect example. That's not just you giving to someone. That's you being thankful that God has allowed you to have enough to also mm-hmm. let someone else him. And yeah. that that is... That, that touches my heart. Yeah. What it's like, it's like how, how, <clears throat> not how, what better way is there to show God that you're thankful than by letting others experience the same thing you have by giving mm-hmm. to them or by giving your time to them. And mm-hmm. I didn't make that connection until this week that that's how you could show that you're thankful because yeah. I, that's just like, oh yeah, giving, make sure you give. No, this is you being thankful for everything mm-hmm. you have by showing that you can give and you can do this. Uh, then let's continue because I do believe it says verse 42. I don't know why I wrote down so many verses. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, so verse 39, and he spake a parable unto them. Can the blind lead the blind? Shall they not both fall into the ditch? The disciple is not above his master, but everyone that is perfect shall be as his master. That was confusing. Uh, and why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but perceivest not the beam that is in thine own eye? Either how canst thou say to thy brother, Brother, let me pull out the mote that is in thine eye, when thou thyself beholdest not the beam that is in thine own eye? Sorry, my nose is stubbed, and I cannot read. 
Thou hypocrite, <laughs> cast out the first beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to pull out the mote that is in thy brother's eye. Um, mm. I don't know why I wrote down these verses. <laughs> um, I'm going to be honest, I don't have a note for though. So, um, I think I think this is... Oh gosh, what did I write this down for? <laughs> well, um, cool. So, that had nothing to do with this podcast. But hey, it's the word of God, so I mean, like, it's awesome anyways. Bonus. <laughs> Bonus. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to Jesse before I say more things that don't make sense. <laughs> well, I mean, just in that one verse you read there, that uh, 40, if the disciple is not above his master, but everyone that is perfect shall be as his master. Uh, that, there's another scripture. I, can, I can't, I'm kind of dropping the ball. I can't give it off the top of my head, but it's, it's Jesus saying, it is enough to be as me. So he's talking to, you know, his disciples and uh, people listening to him. And that, I think that's what that verse is saying right there. We are his disciples. And we're not above God by any stretch of imagination, not at all. But to be like God, to be as God, you know, and that's what we're shooting for is to, you know, to take on that image, to be Jesus to somebody else, you know, that, and that's what draws people to Jesus, you know, meeting people um, that have the character of God and, you know, that have the spirit of God living in them, that Holy Ghost. And, you know, they love them uh, unconditionally and they're, you know, going out of their way to take care of them, you know, give them a ride to church. Like you said, whatever it is, just a simple smile or, you know, how you doing? And, you know, sometimes that's it's as simple as that. And it can make somebody's day like, oh, somebody's noticing me, you know, someone's, you know, not just brushing off um, in their day. It is enough to be as the master. So, you know, we're disciples and um, that's one thing to be thankful for, you know, uh, it, that's a high bar for sure to be like Jesus. But, you know, thank God that, you know, once, you know, if we're striving, I think if we're striving, if we're doing everything we possibly can every day to be more like him, I think God is patient and he's very understanding. He knows our nature. He's I mean, he is a man, you know, he's Jesus. He knows the temptations that we go through. And I think he's very understanding and he's very merciful. I have a verse that says that too. Um, just in First Chronicle 16, actually, where you were later down in that in that chapter, 16, verse 34. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. And thank God for that. You know, so oh, we yeah. make so many mistakes and stuff and we can drop the ball, but merciful. And it's kind of funny. Me and Pablo did not uh, really <clears throat> uh, compare notes or anything at all for this, but <laughs> the scriptures he's kind of going through, it kind of goes along with the things to be thankful for on my list. So it's awesome. The, the next uh, couple of things I have on my list is family and friends. And actually, uh, I think those verses that you read kind of go really well with this, honestly. Um, you oh, know, yeah we can be thankful for our family and friends and some of us uh have family where we were raised in godly homes and so we can be you know really thankful for that but some people you know have a rougher upbringing some people you know there's a lot of problems in their home and you know it's really broke a broken home and and just a lot of problems and they can you know it can be kind of hard i guess in those situations some people I, you know i'm blessed grow up without families too i mean we have yeah 
yeah yeah and uh you know i i can't you know i can't vouch for that because i've been blessed with a family i have but i've seen situations and and now i've seen people and they're like man what do i have to be thankful for and you know this family or i don't have a family you know i just kind of feel alone like and you know i've, I've met people like that you know working at a grocery store working at starbucks you know it's um it's allowed me to see what you know people go through and sometimes the holiday season some people don't like the holiday season because of reasons like this you know they're like man i don't have any family i don't really have friends maybe or you know uh but we have always things to be thankful for i've already said god and i i'm gonna tell a story about my grandpa because he was adopted i think he was adopted he was either adopted or foster but kind of the same thing but um and his mom he or i think it's his foster mom he didn't really have any respect for at all and even when my grandfather got saved because my grandfather on my dad's side uh was the first generation uh apostolic pentecostal so you know he got saved with my grandma they were newlyweds um and you know he later down the road he became a pastor and stuff and he would always tell my own dad you know honor your your mom you know he he really enforced that you know um because you know how sometimes how boys are with their moms they can be disrespectful but when there's a dad there you know that boy's that boy's gonna <laughs> he's gonna uh you know uh, straighten up real quick and uh so my my grandpa really enforced that with my dad and one one time you know my grandpa he i think it was around mother's day or something like that and he's like man i don't have anything you know to say anything good about my my mom and my dad's like whoa 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 he's like you have taught me from a young age to honor my mom you know and uh exodus 25 honor thy father and the mother the days may be long upon the land which the lord thy god giveth thee there's no honor thy you know father and mother if they're respectable if they're good people you know if they're a christian there's no there's no if or well if you know there's the situation and that really convicted my grandpa when my dad told that <laughs> to my grandfather and he, ever since then he found a way to honor his mom he found a way and he, there are good things that you can find about people you know um and as as hard as it may be to find them and <laughs> my grandfather had never really done that and once he started doing that and that's kind of taken on that character of Christ. Yeah, you can totally tell, you can look at some people and they can be an open book. You, you can just like see everything about them. They don't seem to have much going for them. But when you see God and when you become, you know, that character of God, you start to love people unconditionally. And that's why I started off with God. That's why Pablo started it off with being thankful for that presence of God because if you don't have God you're going to struggle you're going to you're going to have a hard time especially if you have family that's just you know in a broken home or no family at all and friends you know I'm blessed to have friends that you know godly friends that are seeking God with everything they have you know they're trying to do everything they can to live right 
I'm blessed. And he, and you, and I think everyone has friends that aren't like that, you know, uh, you know, at your work, at school, uh, you know, wherever it is that you go from, you know, every day, you're going to meet people, you're going to work with people, you're going to be classmates with people that maybe don't have an interest at all in living for God, but you can be a light to them and you can pray and ask God for wisdom uh, to show you ways that you can be a light to them. You know, some people maybe don't even want to hear scriptures. They don't want to hear that. They're not at that point yet. But sometimes it's just, like I said earlier in this podcast, it's just loving people. It's just getting to know them, taking the time to talk to them. And that's what I've done. And it makes a difference to people when they see that someone genuinely cares for them. And that can sometimes break that ice and, you know, break that stony heart and their heart can become tender then and be ready to receive the word of God. And so that's kind of a long rant right there, but in a long round of ways saying we should be thankful for our family and friends, even if, you know, they don't seem to be very good family or friends because God died for everybody and God wants everybody to know him. And if we are living for God, if we're the only ones in our family, if we're the only ones in our friends group that are living for God, we need to be that light. And we need to show everyone what true living is looking like. So that that's my thing. I'll turn it back over to you. Yeah, and uh, we're, we're going to go on a quick break here. But before we do, I do want to touch up on that, uh, the family aspect. Because when you enter into the kingdom of God and you enter the church, you no longer just have mom, dad, brother, sister. That entire mm-hmm. church becomes your family. And I'm not mm-hmm. talking about the congregation. I'm not talking about the church building you attend with the people there. I'm talking mm-hmm. about the church. Everyone who is part of the body of Christ is now your family. And yeah. when you think about that, I, I do want people to think about that because when we're putting down other people, it, it happens. I've, I've mm-hmm. done it before. I'm Painfully, I've done it before. Um, regretfully, I've done it before where you put down other people for one reason or another and that you're putting down not just your family and not just the mm-hmm. church family you're putting down the body of Christ and so so I do want to want to point that out uh why I wanted to point that out I have no idea but uh, <laughs> yeah, just keep no. in mind that the entire church is your family once you enter uh the body of Christ but we're going to go on a quick break here uh, for me and Jesse, it'll probably be about, you know, five minutes. For you guys, it might be about however long that ad is that I made. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that little segment uh, Pablo prepared for you there. I haven't I don't listened to it myself, but I'm sure it was a great ad. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I've so, never heard it. You try it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yes. So, uh, Pablo kind of ended off where uh, exactly where I was going to go with on my next point, and that is family, the family of God, our church family. Uh, that's obviously another thing to be very thankful for. So, our church family is another type of family. Um, obviously it's not physical relations or anything like that, but as a family of God, 
this is a unique family. So this is a family. This is a group of people that are going to love you unconditionally. They should at least, because that's how God loves us. And that's how, uh, what he calls us and requires us to do is to love him and to love one another. Uh, and so as that church family, they're going to do everything they can to build you up. They're going to try to encourage you, um, and to keep living for God, they're going to be hopefully a positive note in your life. They're going to try to keep you going, give you that umph, you know, uh, on your days that you're just feeling down. You're like, man, I can't do this. Maybe call up a brother or call up a sister or call maybe your pastor, assistant pastor, youth pastor, whoever it is. And they can they can give you a word. They can you know give you some scriptures. They can relate to you because um, a lot of things we go through um people have gone through before you know it's not like this is we're lone wolves here and you know the things we go through nobody else has gone through no um a lot of people have gone through those things so um they're there for you and they're gonna love you um and sometimes maybe you get a little a little lifted up with pride you know you think you're doing good you know you're like man i'm on fire for god and all this and get a little too hot-headed and you know they can maybe kind of tone you down just like uh, uh brothers and sisters do and you know uh your physical family you know you start getting a big head and they just pop that balloon <laughs> <laughs> and, and, so, and, and they, they can do that to you you know in a loving way of course they're not gonna you know abuse you or anything but they're like you know and gonna literally take a bat to your head pop it. <laughs> yeah hey let's see that boy pop <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and obviously there's the pastor. Um, we should be very extremely thankful for him. Um, and I've seen this with my dad. I've seen it with my grandpa, you know, living in a family of ministry. They give a lot. Um, and, you know, I'm not trying to be like, you know, put myself out there or anything. But, you know, when that happens, usually you're going to have um, when you're in the family ministry, you give up some time and you have to sacrifice a little bit too. Not definitely as much as the pastor himself, but you do have to sacrifice. And it, the, a little bit of sacrifice that you do, giving up time, you know, running around, helping people, you know, doing what, whatever it is. Uh, it could be a, a lot sometimes. And you look at your pastor and you're like, wow, how does this guy do it? And, I, and that's how I look at my dad these days. And I, you know, I look back at my grandfather too, you know, and they have lot a lot of patients man i i've seen it they get phone calls at night they're going to the hospital my dad gets probably three four hours of sleep every night tops you know and that's that's a good night's sleep for him he's like man i got four hours of sleep i feel great i'm like man i cannot do that <laughs> and so i got eight uh, hours of sleep and i feel dead yeah, I'm like, man, I'm like, how did, I don't know, man, he's like, <laughs> special Jesus coffee blend right there. I guess so, some Hebrews or something. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, you should be very, very thankful for your pastor, because a lot of times, you don't even know what's happening behind the scenes, you don't know how much time he's investing in the word to bring you a message on Sunday or bring you a Bible study on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night, whenever your church has it. Um, and, you know, our church now has multiple Bible studies going on. And my dad teaches most of them. He teaches uh, our Tuesday night Bible study, he teaches a Friday night Bible study. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we have, you know, another guy, he's not exactly an assistant pastor, but some people kind of look at him like that. You know, he helps my dad out. 
um, and he preached uh, he preaches sometimes when my dad you know just wants a break and so be thankful for your assistant pastor if you have one or you know whoever it is that kind of your pastor's right hand man you know they they sacrifice a, a bit too you know and they take time out of their lives to bring you the word of God which is going to keep you going um, and obviously your brothers and sisters like I mentioned in the Lord um, you should be very thankful for them you know I have some brothers like Pablo himself uh, we're good friends and I'm very thankful for Pablo I'm thankful Aww. for guys like him yeah you know <laughs> it, you know they're you know a pretty godly influence you know and sometimes you know they're just down to earth you know just joking around you know having a good time but yeah, it's because I track your brother. <laughs> but yeah it's all godly you know clean fellowship and and that's that's what we should be going for and you know it can be very refreshing you know after you know working a whole week just to go to church on sunday and just hang out with people who are like-minded just want to worship god praise god uh, live for god and you should be thankful for them so yeah that's my little thing um on church family another thing to be very thankful for and i'm gonna go into right into this next thing here because i know pablo wants to have some verses on this and that is a uh, freedom of religion so um obviously not everyone really is able to experience this some people are being persecuted this present day uh for living for god and where i am where pablo is we are extremely blessed and privileged to still live in a nation that for the most part you can just talk freely about god you can worship god freely there's not too much that you have to worry about of people saying things or giving you a dirty look it is going more and more that way with every passing day um so with the time we have of this freedom of religion we should be extremely extremely thankful for um thankfully you know the united states with it's still for the most part a nation you know that you can freely minister to people about the goodness of god um and that's definitely something we should not take for granted i think sometimes we do and every once in a while i'll jump on or you know instagram and it'll be like a sensitive you know, censored content. And I'll be like, what is this? And sometimes I'll look and it'll be, you know, people that are being persecuted for the name of the Lord. I'm like, wow, I hope that if that day ever comes for me, you know, down the road where my life might be put on the line for the name of the Lord, that I have the courage and I have the love that's strong enough to say, yeah, you know what? He's worth everything. I would put down my life for that. I would be persecuted for that. And so I think with this time we have right now, this this freedom of religion, we should do everything we can to get closer to God because that day might come, uh, you know, when we're still alive. It might come down, you know, 50, 100 years down the road. I don't know. We don't know. But with the space and time we have right now, that I think we should be very thankful for that. So I'll turn it back over to you, Pablo. Yeah. Um... I, I definitely did not have verses for the freedom of religion, though, like Jesse stated. Uh, but I did pull something up real quick that um, touches up about it because I, I did remember something. And I do want to touch up on forgiveness again, like we did in a previous episode. Um, mm -hmm. Acts chapter 8 with verse 1. And Saul was consenting unto his death 
And at the time, there was a great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem, and they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And that Saul, if you don't know who Saul is, Saul is the one who later becomes Paul and writes most of the New Testament. Uh, mm-hmm. Saul was one of the people who would he he was a ooh, I think it was a Sadducee or something. He was he was high up there in the Jewish community. Um, yeah, and he was persecuting the church like no one's business. He was one of the main antagonizers of the church back in that day. He he did some horrible things to people. I'm pretty sure he was there at Stephen's stoning. Uh, and also, if you if you read into it, he was there when Jesus rose up. Um, or well, he he was most likely there when Jesus rose up with the way that he described himself. Uh, which I'll touch up on when I study that out more uh, because it's pretty cool. But mm-hmm. um, he he was killing people left and right. He was holding coats for people stoning Christians. He was making sure that they were dying because it wasn't their religion and they were considering yeah. it sacrilegion. And it's their way or the highway kind of thing. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm definitely thankful that we're able to work up God the way that we are. Uh, because there there are people right now in China, and I, I don't know anyone personally, just so that way the Chinese government doesn't try to take someone out because of me. But um, there are people who are passing around one page of the Bible at a time, memorizing it, and then moving it on so they can memorize another page. And that's all yeah. they have. And they love it so much that they are willing to do this and risk death in order to get as much of God's word in their heart as possible. Um, and that is, that is amazing to me. Um, and I, would I be able to do that? Probably not. I mean, Jesse saw me when I was Bible quizzing my, (laughs) my willingness to memorize. was low. I, when I put my mind to it, I could do a lot, but I didn't want to. That was the issue. (laughs) I was like, I don't know. Um, (laughs) but, um, I mean, that, that is definitely something to be thankful for is the freedom to be able to worship God mm-hmm. whenever we want to. If I wanted to, I could just break down in a praise break at Walmart. People will definitely look at me like I'm weird. Some of yeah. them won't because it's Walmart, but I mean, most <laughs> people will. And I can do that if I want to. I won't be arrested for it. Yeah. I won't be killed for it. I won't be put yeah. in prison for it. It's uh, it's definitely a beautiful thing that we have for now. Uh, because, mm-hmm. like like Jesse said, the day is coming where we won't be able to do that. And I don't, mm-hmm. don't want to strike fear in your heart. I just want to show you we're finally going to the last days, and we're right there. We're almost home. We're almost <laughs> home. Uh, and then speaking of Saul, who then became Paul, uh, I did want to touch up more on thanks and giving it. Uh, if you look up the word think, it's only mentioned... 27 times in the Bible across 26 verses. And a lot of them are from uh, Paul. In Romans Mm -hmm. chapter 1 verse 8, he begins speaking to the Romans through a letter. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. So before Mm -hmm. he even starts talking to them, he's thanking God for them, which is awesome. And then uh, in Romans chapter 7, so a little bit further on, uh, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. 
Uh, and so that I, I wanted to touch more, but for time's sake, I'm going to breeze through that. I, uh, oh, I got to make a note of that, though. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, we're good. Um, <laughs> uh, so 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and 4. I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given you by Jesus Christ. Verse 14. I thank God that I baptized none of you but Crispus and Gaius, uh, lest any should say that I baptized in my own name. So, I mean, like him being thankful for these things. Philippians 1.3. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. First Thessalonians 2.13. For this cause mm-hmm. also thank God, or sorry, also thank we God without ceasing. Second Thessalonians 1.3. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren. First Timothy 1.12. And I thank Jesus our Lord who hath enabled me for that he counted me faithful putting me into the ministry. 2 Timothy 1.3 I thank God whom I serve for my for- from my forefathers with pure conscience. Conscience, I can't talk. Without, without ceasing, <laughs> I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. And these, he's beginning each and every interaction with the children of God, thanking God for them. <laughs> and, and it's like, and some of them, he rebukes them. <laughs> he's like, he, he like, if you if you think your mom or dad can give you a lecture, be thankful <laughs> they are not Paul. <laughs> because if Paul was your dad, he would have written you an entire thesis on why in the world you messed up. <laughs> and then at the end, but I thank God for you. <laughs> but he began it with thanking God for them. And when you when you think about it, he loves God's people so much and after he was killing them mind you, they did not trust him oh, yeah. they, oh, yeah. they, the apostles were sure that he was going to kill them and only yeah. one of them uh, was instructed by God to go pray for this man and uh, nice. he was yeah. blinded on the road to D- Damascus and yeah. so that, that was that was a whole thing but the fact that he's thankful for these people take a look at where he's coming from he came from hating them so much until his eyes were opened by being closed by God. Which, yeah. <laughs> which is awesome to me. God closed his eyes, blinded him, made him fast for three days while waiting for someone to come pray for him. And that that's just total boss move right there. But anyways, um, look, he thanks each and every one of them. And I, I don't know the exact reason for it, but I'd like to think he's thanking God for them because God forgave him and loved him enough to let him show his ultimate dedication for God through yeah. his ministry. And it's it's definitely an awesome thing. And if you if you think about it, I don't I've never been to a church where well at least a UPCI church where they don't open up by thanking everybody for being there being there and thanking the guests for being there. Because when <laughs> you think about it, their whole goal is to make sure people come and hear the gospel the good news yeah. mm-hmm. and so when they when they get invited and they come yes thank you for coming thank you for allowing me to show you my love for god and to show you god's love for you and that's yeah. just awesome in my opinion and i think paul set a great example for uh not just our pastors and our ministers but for everybody because i mean when yeah. you think about it we're all ministers we're all here mm-hmm. to make sure that everyone gets to heaven uh now will that happen? I I don't know. 
I, it's not my place to judge that. It's it's yeah. not my place to. I I don't know what happened in the final moments. I don't know what God did in those final moments. So it's like I I can't judge that. Um, do I think people will be going to hell? Most definitely, with multiple visions where where people were. I think it was John's in Revelation where he saw people being cast out to outer darkness. Jesus even talked about people being cast out into outer darkness. So mm-hmm. as much as I would love to believe that everyone listened to God and eventually came to him, yeah. unfortunately, I don't think that's true. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, before I get on a more depressing note, let's go ahead <laughs> and switch it back over to Jesse. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So <clears throat> um, I have one one last point here to make. Uh, to be thankful for. I had six points, so I'll just recap through them also. Y'all can see where we're going through this. But yeah, uh, we. the first point was thankful for God, thankful for family, thankful for friends, thankful for church family, thankful for freedom of religion. And this last point here is being thankful for comfort of living. So, and this is a kind of another thing that's very similar to the freedom of religion. Um, not everybody is able to experience this. Some people are definitely living uh, a lot comfortable than others are. Um, you know, there's third world countries that are, you know, food and clothes and a roof over their heads is, you know, some things that they just wish they had and they would do anything for. And, you know, that's something that I could take for granted because I have clothes in abundance. I have food. Uh, I got a roof over my head. Um, and these are things that, you know, we could take uh, for granted sanitation. My dad's a plumber. Um, that's, that's a big thing right there. You know, keeping our streets clean. Um, we got, uh, you know, trash disposal services, you know, simple things like that. Um, even like capitalism, democracy, all these things that, you know, um, we take, I think a lot of, um, and so I just wanted to make these points to show we have so much to be thankful for and you know you might be in a place where like i don't know what to be thankful for well hopefully this opens your eyes um to see yeah i do have it pretty well you know there's always going to be someone that's worse off than you and better off than you you know you get to comparing yourself i've gone into this before too compare your life to others compare what you got to others but in the end None of that matters. None of that, uh, what kind of house you have, what kind of car you have, what kind of clothes you wore, that's not going to matter at all. What's going to yeah. matter is if you knew Jesus and what did you do with that? Did you tell others about him? You know, were you a, a light for him? Were you a true witness of him? That's all that it comes down to in the end. Um, and then, you know, at the end, then he could say, well done, good and faithful servant. And that's all I want to hear at the end, you know, and that will bring such a joy to my soul. Uh, yeah, that's going to about close it out for me. I did have some scriptures. Um, I'll just close off for myself and I'll turn it back over to Pablo real quick. But uh, some scriptures to kind of leave you on a upbeat kind of positive note. Uh, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. Um, so with that, everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests 
I love that verse right there. Um, it's not necessarily saying you can ask for whatever you want. Uh, like God, give me a Lamborghini, and God's gonna say, "Hey, yeah, whatever you want." No, but uh, <laughs> like, can you handle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's more like once you. I've said this so many times already. This podcast, I feel like I'm repeating myself a lot. But once you take on that character of Christ, once you start becoming one with Him, your requests are going to match up with God's requests. If that makes sense, you know the things that you desired before, your fleshly desires. That's all going to start to fade away. Uh, and I love that hymn, "Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus," because it says that in that uh, that old song right there. And the things of this world will grow strangely dim, and the light of His glory and grace. I think that's how it goes. Um, and so, yeah, when you're in that light, all that dark stuff, that sin, it's gonna fade away, and you're just gonna see the light, and that's all you're gonna want. And you're gonna want everything lined up with that. You're gonna want to have your life planned around what God wants your life to be planned. And all those requests you're gonna start making to God, they're gonna start lining up to God. Not maybe all at once. You know, you're not gonna have it perfect, but it's going to start lining up with what God wants you. And God's going to hear those requests. And God's going to say, okay, that's a request I can grant because that's my will. That's my good will for you. Um, and then one last verse I have for it right here. First uh, Thessalonians 5.18, very simple verse. And everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So in everything, and that's even saying in tribulations and trials, persecutions, whether you have a good or whether you think you have a bad and everything give thanks um and it makes me think of the apostles when they were being persecuted they were thanking god i'm like man what kind of maturity what did they have to have did they have to have sorry i can't talk either <laughs> what kind of maturity in uh the lord did they have to be able to thank god as they're stoning you know stephen stephen started praising and singing when they were stoning him and my dad likes to joke around like, man, if they're stoning me, I'm going to pick up that rock and throw them right back at them. <laughs> <laughs> so just that be thanking God for being able to suffer for his name. That that's a whole nother level right there. And maybe someday I hope I get there, but right now I have it really good. And so I'm like, I got to make sure I'm thanking God for the good things I have right now. Cause I don't want him to be like, all right, I'm going to send you some bad things. And, you know, then you're going to look back and say, wow, I had it real good. I want to be thanking God right now in this moment for everything I have, you know. And so I'll turn it back over to you, Pablo. Yeah, and I'm going to end this thing off just by reading uh, Psalm 100. Uh, it's very quick, so don't worry. It's not like all the other verses I was reading. <laughs> um, uh, Psalm of praise. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, and his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Uh, so, on, on that, I'm not even going to explain that. that. That speaks for itself very well. Uh, so on that note, you guys have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening. Uh, and again, if you if you have any more questions or if you want uh, have any prayer requests, feel free to shoot us a message on Instagram for Christian underscore concepts underscore JDP. Uh, our email is also there and our anchor uh, mm -hmm. 
link is there so you can ask us questions on there uh so feel free to do that we we love hearing feedback from people so far i've only heard it from like four people uh which is which is awesome and i love to hear that feedback good or bad <laughs> uh, so so go ahead and uh, shoot us a message but on that note uh, we're very thankful that you guys are here <laughs> very thankful <laughs> all right god bless <laughs>